Welcome to Master of Me Podcast. I am your host, Leah Rasmussen. I'm super excited, as always, to connect with you. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about procrastination. So it's one of those things that I know you and I and everybody else deals with in life, whether it's our own procrastination of things or whether it's other people's procrastinations. Now, which one is more frustrating? I'm not sure. But what we are going to work on today is I'm going to take you through a little exercise to get to the root of procrastination. I'm going to give you seven little steps or questions that you can journal about and ask yourself so that you can kind of get to the root of the procrastination in a given area of your life. Now, one of the things that I find particularly interesting is that people often will come to me or say to me as a coach, I just don't get it. I was doing everything right, everything was going so well, and then it all just fell apart. And sometimes we look at this as self-sabotage, right? Um, Like, for example, we see this all the time with weight loss, right? We're doing so well. We're eating really, really great. Uh, Whether you're wanting to lose weight or just eat healthier. Either way, you're on track. And sometimes you get that little thought that's like, well, I've been doing all of these really, really good things. So I deserve a treat. And... Um, so then, you know, we're like, oh, I'm just going to have one cookie. And then, well, you know what? I actually went to the gym this many times. So two cookies should be sufficient. And before you know it, like the whole weekend has gone by and it just snowballed and became a disaster. Now, this is actually kind of funny because if you think a little bit about the words that I used at the very beginning was... I've been so good, so I deserve a treat. Now, it's interesting because whenever we talk about habit change, um, a lot of times procrastination is tied in there, and I will get to procrastination, but I want to take this tangent for five seconds, so just bear with me, or it may be five minutes, we'll see. (laughs) The whole point of what I'm getting at here is, is that with habit change, there's the elastic effect. So I don't know if you've ever experienced this, and I kind of gave a little bit of an example there, but you will be going along doing very, very well, and all of a sudden, it's like the elastic band has stretched to its max, and you are shot backwards, Um, and it doesn't even feel like we came back to the starting point. It's like it pulled you back even further. So if you can imagine with me, a slingshot when you're a child, you know, you kind of put your arm inside and it's got that grip across your forearm and you put a little uh, pine cone in there and you pull back. And as you let go, I mean, because you can only pull it back so far, right? And then you have to let go. And if you let go and the pine cone goes flying, what happens to the rubber band is it doesn't just come back to the spot it was at, but it actually will fling forward and then come back. Um, And this happens to us, to all of us, all the time when we're trying to make changes is we get this elastic effect. So what that is, 
is that is our lower brain or in my coaching school we called it the critter brain but it's that part of our brain the brain stem that part that is all about survival all about keeping me alive and safe it has the fight or flight mechanism at high alert at all times so it's constantly analyzing everything going on around me and trying to figure out is this safe is this normal is this are we good and from that, what happens is, is that our higher brain or our conscious mind is saying, hey, this would be a really great idea to eat healthier because I'll have more energy, I'll get more clarity of thought, I will maybe fit my clothes better, I will be just feeling overall healthier and all the other benefits that go along with eating healthy. So. This doesn't have to only be with eating healthy. Of course, this can be reaching any goal, but this is an easy example to use, so that's what we're going with today. So what happens is your conscious mind comes up with a plan and maybe even creates a chart. And when you were a little kid, it might've been stickers. With this case, maybe you're like, hey, I get to go on this trip or I get to buy that outfit or whatever it may be. You have a reward system in place. Everything's exciting. You've bought the healthy foods and you're ready to go and you start going and you're excited about it and then what happens is somebody brings over treats or you are in the pantry and you see that oh now all of a sudden i have a choice between the chocolate granola bars or the sugar filled um little snack treats whatever it might be like the white bread versus the brown bread you're getting all of these options coming at you because of course not everyone in the family is eating the same way you want to eat which happens so often so you're constantly having to choose again and again and again and at first step you may be very strong but the further you get from what's normal to your regular behavior the further that elastic band stretches. And you'll get to a point where that critter brain or that subconscious mind kind of freaks out and is like, whoa, hang on, something's going on here. I don't like this, this isn't normal. She's crabby and she wants to have the snacks and the treats and the desserts and everything else that everybody else is eating and she's feeling left out and she's feeling like um, all of these other negative emotions that go along with this. Why do I have to do this and everything else? So what happens is it's like setting off the alarms. We need to get her back to this safe, normal place where everybody's happy uh, because this has kept us alive thus far. So it's a good place to stay. Let's stay there. And we slingshot all the way back and even further sometimes. So we have this constant battle going on between the conscious and the subconscious, okay? And it kind of brings that imagery of like the little angel and the little devil on the shoulder from those cartoon shows. But that is kind of the imagery. So whenever you have that internal dialogue going on, that's kind of like the toddler, um, the temper tantrum, like this isn't fair, why do I have to deal with this? How come she can eat whatever she wants and she looks fantastic? Or um, how come they got the promotion? How come they have uh, the nice house? Whatever it is, it's lots of times comparisons and things like that. 
Anyway, so that's a little bit of the elastic effect. Now, what happens with procrastination is, is that with procrastination, our subconscious kind of keeps memory and tabs on experiences like that. And it remembers those things and says, oh yeah, remember that experience, remember that time you tried to change and how bad that happened and how bad that feels. We don't want to feel bad, we want to feel good. And the subconscious is all about the here and the now. It's all about what feels good right now. It's the two-year-old that wants the sucker, doesn't care about dinner, okay? Um, and that's kind of procrastination is based off of that mindset. So here are some tools that I'm going to share with you that I was um, used and was given during my schooling as a coach that I'm going to pass on to you that I think that you will enjoy. So if you've got a pen and paper, take note. If you're driving or at the gym or something like that, that's how I like to listen to my podcasts, um, don't take notes right now. <laughs> Come back to this later. Um, okay, so number one, what are you pro currently procrastinating on? So let's bring in some mindfulness. Let's step back from the situation and look at what is happening here. So just select one area that you consistently procrastinate, okay? Um, so in our house, that might be something like putting things aware, away, excuse me, putting things away where they belong. Uh, particularly with child number three in this house, uh, we actually came up, my husband came up with a statement for him. He's like, this is the thing that I want you to remember and ask yourself every day, my son. I want you to ask yourself, where does this belong? <laughs> Uh, each of our kids have their own statement right now that they are trying to focus on um, strengthening some area of their life. And so that's his. Where does this belong? Because we are forever picking up after that child. So what are you currently procrastinating on? So for him, he is procrastinating on putting toys away, putting clothes away, putting the peanut butter knife away, putting anything away where it belongs. Literally, all he wants to do is drop it where he left it and move on to the next thing because that's fun, that's easy, and that doesn't require any work, okay? So what are you currently procrastinating on? Question number two, what are you choosing to do or where are you focusing your energy instead of on the activity you mentioned in question number one? So what are you choosing to do instead, okay? And this can be many different exciting options that feel so much more comfortable. Question number three, on a scale of one to 10, if 10 was urgent, how big of a priority is this activity? So for my son, it is not urgent whatsoever to put this thing away, okay? If it was me and I knew that I had guests coming over, it would be urgent for me to tidy up any dishes that were left over from breakfast or something like that. So think about how often you do this activity and the urgency level or the priority of this activity. How much does this activity disrupt your life? <laughs> 
How much do you really want to change this activity? Okay, so question number four. Have you put a deadline in place? Okay, so this one is for procrastinating something that is like a one-time thing and not something that happens maybe daily or weekly. And that's to go along with number three, when you scaled on a scale of one to 10, how urgent is this priority? That one also plays into effect more so if you have just one item that you're putting off. So say a paper that needs to be um, completed for school or um, maybe a project where people are counting on you. Um, maybe it's getting groceries, who knows? Maybe you hate to go to the grocery store. <laughs> so is there a deadline in place? If there is, when is the deadline? Consider that and write that down. So number five, <clears throat> choosing to do the alternate activity, the one that seemed more fun, instead of what actually needs to be done, does this feel empowering for you or does this feel disempowering? So do you feel more empowered by putting this off and doing the fun thing or do you feel less empowered? Do you feel a little bit down on yourself because of it. Number six, list all of the positive intentions for procrastinating. So we always have positive intentions with the actions that we follow through with, okay? It may not seem like it, but if procrastination wanted something positive for you, what would that be? So sometimes when I'm coaching, I come across this question in a different aspect. So for example, when we do or don't do something, there's always a positive intention rooted into it. So let's just say, let's say that I have a client that wants to stop smoking. Let's say that. So the client wants to stop smoking. She's trying to stop smoking and she wants to stop smoking and she's been doing pretty good, but then she keeps lapsing. Okay. So the question to me would be, what would you benefit? What is the positive? What are you getting out of this by not quitting? Like, what are you truly getting out of this? And from first flush, they might say something like, what are you talking about? There's nothing good about it. There's my clothes, you know, are smelly. My um, health wise, it's awful. My doctor says I need to quit. It's I'm staining my teeth. It's blah, 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 blah. All of these things. So they're only coming up with all of the negative things and what they want to stop doing and why they want to stop doing it. However, when we get a little bit deeper, then we can start seeing what the connection is. Because it's not necessarily just because there's an addiction there, there may also be a risk of, or a fear of missing out on something or not being able to be connected in some way. So for example, this particular person, let's say that 
Their smoking habits started when they were a teenager with their group of friends. And although they have been able to quit smoking whenever they're at home or in the car or other things, they still will smoke when they go out with friends. They have tied that activity to their social circle and a part of their ability to connect and be like and accepted by and all of these reasons connecting in to their smoking. So the reason why they're struggling so much with quitting smoking is because it's actually tied subconsciously on the level of fear of breaking that connection relationship-wise. So their fear base is if I quit smoking, I'm not gonna be like these people that I always spend my time with anymore. I'm gonna be different, therefore I don't belong. So who am I, where am I? That's a scary place, I don't wanna go there. So they're able to quit on a certain level except in that one space because their fear is stronger. Does that make sense? So using that example, let's go back to question number six. List all of the positive intentions for procrastinating. So what is a positive intention, right? So in the, the um, exercise or example I gave of the smoker, the positive intention is to keep them inside their safety circle with that safety and belonging with those specific people, okay? So what is the positive intention for the procrastinating? Um, and see kind of where you can go with that. Now you might be a little bit surprised at what comes out of that. When I work with my clients one-on-one -on -one or in group coaching, I get to go deeper with these. And so it's a lot of fun to really kind of peel things back and see where the root is. Because once you find the root, of the issue, then you can look at the core and what's inside that root. And that's where change and that's where mind shifts happen. And that's when you really get to see lasting change. That's exciting. So the last step that I'm gonna give you is, what if anything might you have to let go of in order to take one step forward? So, Let's go back to the example of the smoker. In her example or his example, they would have to let go of or view the belief differently from a different angle about how they will be perceived and accepted by their group of friends if they stop the activity, okay? So if they truly want to make that change and have that as a lasting change, what they're going to have to let go of is that belief that if they change and are no longer doing the same actions and the same activities as their peer group, that they will um, possibly uh, change that relationship and how they connect with those people. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So this is today's podcast. This is um, just what I wanted to bring to you today and talk a little bit about procrastination, how it comes in different forms. Procrastination comes in regular little habits 
Um, just sometimes we would look at them as laziness, um, but they have a purpose. There's some sort of purpose there. There's some sort of payoff, something that we're getting by doing it. Um, and then they also come in one-off experiences like a big assignment of some sort or um, a project that needs to be completed. And so they are a little bit different, but you can use this um, getting to the root of your procrastination activity to help you weave through that a little bit and really take some deeper look at what's truly happening there. Now, if you have any questions about how to do this, if you have any questions on how to go a little bit deeper with this and actually create the lasting change you're looking for, how to actually let go, and move forward with these things, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on my website, masterofme.ca. Thank you so much for joining me today in the podcast. I love being able to connect. I love being able to share the things that I have learned and hope that they bring as much value to you as they have to me. This is Master of Me, and I thank you for joining me today. Have a great one. Bye-bye.